an affair, I think, from my observation in, in my work, starts uh, with a person opening themselves out to that possibility. Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. That means they, 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 they didn't shut themselves out uh, and say that this is a no-no, red line, yeah. do not enter, do not cross. Hello and welcome to Catholic Parents Online, a podcast series where we share tips and resources on Catholic parenting for Catholic parents. My name is John Hui and I'm your host for this series. Um, today we are very happy to have with us Dr. Christopher Chok and uh, the topic for discussion today is uh, Affair Proofing Our Marriages. Um, the data is a little bit scary, uh, divorces are rising. Um, for example, among those who got married in 1987, 8.7% of couples split up before their 10th wedding anniversary. But among those who got married later in 2006, 16% split up before the 10th wedding anniversary, almost double the uh, 8.7% in 1987 marriage cohort, right? So it's a little bit worrying, definitely. And yep. um, while we do not have the official figures, many counsellors and uh, professionals uh, suggest that adultery and extramarital flings are, you know, are vices that are really causing lots of marital stress and breakups, right? And with, nowadays with the dating applications, uh, dating apps like Tinder and so on and, and so forth, right? And uh, recently there was this, this thing called Sugar Babes as well, which uh, mm-hmm. uh, apparently some uh, men are using to uh, uh, date younger women, younger girls even, right? Um, and with all the uh, messaging apps, we are seeing lots of, uh, well, apparently infidelity happening um, and it's... Uh, it's almost so easy. Right? It's, it's just a swipe or a click away, mm-hmm. so to speak, on the phone, yeah. right? Um, so, yes, Christopher, so welcome to the show. Yes. I almost forgot to welcome you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, John, so uh, today the things I'll be discussing uh, comes more from my work experience, uh, both as a mental health worker, as a psychiatrist, as well as a forensic psychiatrist where I deal with uh, uh, cases that uh, people have done, upskirting voyeurism um, uh, and things that are, I guess, criminal, as well as my work in prisons. Not necessarily, I'm not necessarily an expert in affairs and marriage, but uh, I'm sharing with you some of my observations from the cases I have, I have helped, sure. I've dealt with. Yeah. Sure. You're a married man, right? Married yeah. with three children. Yes, yes, that's right. So you have the experience, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> yeah. So. I think um, the topic today being that of um, affairs, right? How to can we, uh, in a way, affair-proof our marriage, right? Which is a very important topic for many of us. Um, what are the things that can contribute to affairs coming about in the first place? I think, um, again, it's very complicated. But firstly, for the person who is a, what I would call the perpetrator, um, I think it's important that... Uh, he first have a good, be well grounded in, I guess, a good way of living. Mm. Yeah. So I think all religions, including the Catholic Church, would teach us certain principles about a good way of living. Yeah. So if a person is not grounded in any instruction about what it takes to be a good way of living, then they will then turn to, or right, they'll be influenced by the media. They're not grounded. They're you know they're not they're like lalang. You know yeah. they can fly. They can go left or right. Yeah. You know? So uh, being grounded in a, a a belief system is very important. Yeah. 
what contributes to the affair, I think sometimes uh, is many for, uh, of course, let's talk about the big ones first. Huh? Mm -hmm. The big ones first is, of course, that one, uh, it's not, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a person actually actively seeks out the affair. Some people, by their personality, they want to have thrill. Some people uh, like uh, the thrill of the chase. Some people like the thrill of uh, a new per the novelty of a new person responding to them and the euphoria of building a new relationship. Um, so that, that is, I guess, the first reason. Uh, the next thing, of course, is that uh, in, in a marriage where there's a lot of frustration, right? Uh, mm. The frustration can come from many things. Mm. Um, finances, uh, expectations, lifestyle expectations, um, uh, you know, and then, of course, their individual behaviors at home. Uh, some, some people uh, will have certain expectations on their spouses which are incompatible. Yeah. Or and, unreasonable. Or perhaps. unreasonable even, uh. Um, some some spouses expect their 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 husbands to I guess provide them with certain things and all that which stresses out the guy, so um, I guess uh, that that cause that's a lot of frustrations. Uh. So an affair, I think, from my observation in in my work, starts uh, with a person opening themselves out to that possibility. Mm, right, yeah, right. that means they 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 didn't shut themselves out. Uh, and say that this is a no-no red line yeah. do not enter do not cross so they actually uh, they actually open up themselves right. to the possibility not putting a guarding their hearts so to speak right? not guarding their hearts not and guarding their hearts opening up the possibility of emotional connections Actions. with others right yes yeah yeah so, so, of course, affairs can be many types of affairs. Uh, there, there are those people who are just short-term flings. There are even those which are just purely the sexual act. Uh, they are, I mean, depending on what you think an affair is, some people even say, you know, some people go to the massage parlors or to sex workers. and all that. Uh, It's a very broad definition. But again, it's uh, the skill of the men, uh, or the, uh, I shouldn't say men because women do that too, the skill of the person uh, in, his, in his choices. So certainly, I, I dare say that certain industries uh, um, have more entertainment than yeah. others. Yeah. Some industries require you to go overseas, and being overseas uh, really is a very vulnerable position, mm. especially if you are in certain industries and sales jobs, sales and marketing jobs. Where there are, you know, there's entertainment, there's yeah. alcohol and yeah. things like that. It puts you in a situation yeah. whereby temptation yeah. arises. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, the person must be skillful in the in the uh, I guess the the, the, situations, the situations that he finds himself. Right. Yeah, in. Right. You put yourself out there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate to say, it, I think once you are there. Your your risk of trespassing is extremely high mm. because you really put yourself out in this very vulnerable position and everyone there is everything there in a KTV in, in, in certain places in the world is geared towards yeah. encouraging you yeah. to trespass right? yeah. yeah that's right yeah. so if you don't want to fall off a cliff don't go near it in the first Absolutely. place right? so yeah. if there are these places which you know on these situations that you know are part of a particular event huh, or a particular trip you may want to excuse yourself from these and say look yeah. I, I'm, 
I'm afraid I don't have the time or I yes. really don't want to uh, be there. So it, it depends on the person. So the person must be skillful and have the wisdom. And courage. And the courage. Yeah, yeah so they, they say, okay, Chris, uh, you, you talk so easy, but I also need a job, you know. My company mm. culture is like that. So I, I guess it's really up to that person's choices uh, mm. to, to find those type of jobs that yeah. can it's compatible with their belief yes. and, and not set yourself in that position. And yeah, put uh, your marriage at risk. At risk. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be there. There are also uh, other times when I guess um, a person. I I've seen instances whereby, um, after the honeymoon period, it's very thrilling mm-hmm. during the honeymoon mm-hmm. pe- period, and lots of dopamine flying around, mm. euphoria. Every time you meet your loved object, it is your knees go soft. Yeah, knees go soft. It's time flutters, passes, flutters, yeah. and all that. But after 18 to 36 months, science and studies show that this honeymoon period will stop. Yeah. Yeah. Then people say, eh, why is, why is my uh, relationship become, become so boring? Mm. And I want that great feeling again. Yes. And so they go hunt for the, that great feeling. Yes, for the person who can give them that, that great, great feeling. That great feeling, right? you yeah. see. Mm. So um, I guess this is yet another... Uh, um, reason why people have affairs mm. and of course uh, uh, I've seen other situations whereby within the family circumstances there are difficult situations maybe for example there is a special needs child in the family maybe there is some caregiving duties to either the mm. either party's parents or some mm-hmm. other uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, needs in that family that have uh, causes the the person to have extra burdens and stress uh, mm. and they may try to find relief mm-hmm. from this difficulty in mm. uh, extramarital yeah. relationship. Uh. Yeah, that's right. So I think that um, my wife and I have discussed this before. But for us, it's definitely a no-no, right? That mm-hmm. they, we, we have discussed with each other these are things which really put a big, huge dent on the marriage, right? Um, at the same time, we also acknowledge that um, the more distant we are from each other, the more vulnerable we will be to seeking um, solace and seeking union outside the marriage. So, uh, which is why we, we've um, always tried to make it a point, really, as to the best of our ability, to try to make that commitment to be for each other. Because it is a reality, right? That whenever we have going through stresses, we're going through arguments, we're going, we've gone through misunderstandings and everything, and then the life is not as rosy as we would like it to be, and then we will find ourselves actually more vulnerable and more easily attracted to. Others. Absolutely, who mm. and and depending on your status in your job, you know, certain uh, if once you reach a certain high status in jobs, people will seek you out. You know? Yeah, yeah, juniors yeah. will seek you out sometimes. Uh, mm. And 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 some people uh, also want to succeed, <laughs> mm. and and they right. will put themselves out. The, the junior sometimes will put themselves out there, even though they're married. Even yeah, I mean we we've seen all sorts of uh, combinations, uh, um, even in sales jobs. Uh, salespeople want to make their quota and they'll do things to meet their quota and yeah. all that. So, so uh, people must be wise enough to know that all these things exist in the secular world. Mm. Uh, so I think it's important that uh, couples, uh, married couples, continue to have that close relationship uh, so that such that uh, their work, although it's important to bring in the income to have a certain lifestyle, it shouldn't diminish the quality of the relationship. It shouldn't be so the work shouldn't be so demanding that it takes you away from a good uh, close 
uh, no times that you can bond with your partner and continue to bond with that partner mm. uh, you know, rather than answering emails late into the yeah. night and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's a, this again, in, in, uh, in an earlier podcast, we had discussed this thing of priorities, right? That, you know, n- number one is God, number two is spouse. Very often we tend to put spouse below work. You know, uh, even below children, and that can put a lot of strain on the marital re- relationship. Yeah. And what you say is absolutely correct. So I, 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 I dare say that you know sometimes when children come, uh, children become the focus of the family, mm. and then the couples neglect each other th- yeah. because they, their their attention is uh, focused on the child. I dare say that uh, it is proper that both spouses say that the spouse is more important Absolutely. than the child. Yes. Okay. The child is important too, yes, but you yes, cannot yes, neglect yes. The, yes. The, the, the needs right. of the right. spouse. Right. Uh. Right. And, and this is where sometimes, uh, I say this from experience again, uh, not yes. from my profession, uh, yes. that sometimes uh, mothers will care for the child uh, and they may start to you know, neglect the, the guy. Mm. And then the guy... Uh, I, I said this before, men's egos are very fragile. Uh, they may then feel, you know... So sad. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm no longer the number one or things like that. And then they, they start mm. straying. Mm, that's right. Yeah. I remember a brother, what, uh, Colin, you know him, a very good counsellor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he shared with us once, you know, that's this thing whereby um, when certain men reach middle age, if they've not been building up their relationship with their wives, uh, they find that uh, sometimes the wives will just turn them off or just uh, um, berate them in some way or other. And then after that's also the time when the children um, start uh, becoming rebellious as they enter teenagehood. And then there's also a time when they're very retrenchable. Yes, and yes, their yes. self-esteem takes a dive that and dive. takes a hit. And then here comes a sweet young thing that hero worships you and then there you are, pum! There you go. Yes, absolutely. And I think also... Um, Couples should be honest with their own uh, sexual experience mm. uh, before marriage, and you know, because I I think that um, I I've seen situations whereby um, you know, um, although I know this is a Catholic forum, mm. uh, but uh, some people do have premarital yes. sex. Some people have a lot of sexual partners yes. even prior to marriage. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think uh, one should be honest about this mm. and discuss this uh, mm. uh, and see whether this will work for them because yes. um, maybe a person when we enter marriage they have certain expectations about the conduct of the other person and mm. uh, when the is not within your expectation then mm. I think uh, it, a lot of people have may have suspicion jealousy mm. uh, possession or mm-hmm. even revenge yeah so yeah. some people want to even the score. Yeah, uh, fatal attraction. It's, yeah, fatal attraction. <laughs> like, let's say one partner maybe had five partners or six partners before and the other only one had zero or one. Then the guy or girl may feel that they want to even the score somehow mm. so that they are equal. Mm. You know? This style of thinking, it sounds ridiculous, but yeah. it, I've seen it, it happens, all. Right? I, I've seen it, it all. Right? Yeah. I think it uh, ultimately boils down to our attitude towards sex and towards marriage right what marriage is and what sex is for right so i think that is the uh, thing that many of us seem to miss out on and, and that's why i, I say that the, the the backgrounds of the the two parties should be as compatible as possible because um 
if let's say a person was schooled in a in in a Catholic background with uh, with the usual Catholic attitudes and beliefs, and a person came from a different background, or and or maybe is totally atheist and you know don't have a particular uh, uh, instruction of of what makes a good life, then of them the attitudes may yeah. be very very very, very different. different. Yes, that's yeah. right. So important that uh, we really discuss these and really be upfront with each other before getting married, and then after marriage, right? We really need to no no, and before that, and be brave enough to yes. say, uh, "This is not going to work." Yeah, that's right. This is yeah. not going. No, yeah, not yeah work. rather than to let the heart rule the mind, yes. right? And, yeah. and oh, I'll I'll do whatever I can. I'll try to change him or change yeah, her after yeah, that. Yeah. And oh, this is okay. I, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool yeah, with I'm it. Cool and, with it. And, and but deep down is this burning yeah. a problem uh, yes. that, that will, will right. just erupt right. uh, sometime right. later. That's right. Yeah. So I remember one priest and one homily quite a long time ago, he was saying uh, a person who fornicates before marriage is quite likely to become an adulterer after he gets married because the attitude towards sex is so different. You know, so he was saying that uh, we really need to discuss all these. We need to get it up front and we need to get it properly worked out and we need to really correct our ideas about sex and marriage before we actually get... Yeah. And, and if the attitudes are... Uh, if you detect in your discussion that your attitudes towards uh, sex, having partners and, and of course the big pornography thing and of course like uh, even, even this uh, idea about termination of pregnancy and things like that, all these things if not discussed beforehand... Uh, I think if, if the ideas and attitudes are too incompatible, then I, I think it's hard to reconcile this after marriage. I think, yeah, it's very important that I think um, for individuals who are making and discerning their decision as to whether to marry a person or not, important for them to pray about it, discern about it, think whether the person is really compatible, and importantly, I think, to discuss even with others, you know, uh, who yes. are third parties who may have a clearer view of their relationship and the person, uh, and I, including their own parents. I would caution everyone who's in love uh, to consult their parents, yeah. their best friends, whatever, about their decision. Because yes. when you're in love, dopamine blinds you. In yeah. other talks that I've given, yeah. I always say dopamine makes you dumb. <laughs> yeah, Because that, that brain chemical is... It's so powerful, it's so right? powerful to yeah. shield and blind you from all the faults in, right. in the other person. That's right. And, and when That's after 18 to 36 months, this thing stops, then you you, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, the true person is before you yeah. and, and you have to make tough decisions yeah. then. You probably have to have another podcast to talk about what sex and marriage is all about because it's really uh, so important for us to um, clarify and to be clear about before we actually really even continue uh, a further discussion on um, this area, very huge area of marriage yeah. Yeah, and, and sex. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we, we are very clear that uh, of these things that, that can possibly contribute to a breakdown in the relationship and contribute to the possibility of affairs happening. Um, now, what can spouses do if they find out that, or suspect, probably even find out that the spouses have been unfaithful to them? which is not uncommon. Yeah, this, is a, this is a very tough question. And uh, I, think, uh, um, uh, I think if one uh, discovers that uh, the partner is having an affair, I think uh, one should be honest and, and, and be brave enough to, to confront the situation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and I guess discuss uh, um, what to do with it. Mm. Uh, because different couples are different, 
different family situations are different, whether it's the children, not children, the age of the children and that sort of thing. Uh, at different stages of a family's uh, progress, uh, your decisions may change. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that um, if you don't confront or be honest with it, then it's just going to slowly tear you apart. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a very... It's painful. It's, it's painful, painful, ugly, yeah. and mm. uh, yeah. I think, first of all, I think it's important for us to okay acknowledge and um, sometimes even before confronting our spouse, we might want to speak with the counsellor first. And yes, you need to sort it. out your own position yeah. because every person is different. So every person is different. But I think before uh, you confront, I guess you have to sort out your own yeah. position yeah. Uh, first. Yeah. And really seek the support that we need because I think it's a very painful journey. Uh, so besides getting counselling, you know, we, we might need the support of close family, friends, and who can actually support us through that. And then as we continue that, engagement with our spouse who has been unfaithful, right? It's tough. It's very, very, it's very, very tough. tough. It's, it's very, very tough. Yeah. Yeah, very tough. But really, all the avenues need to come in to really support uh, each other la, through this journey, you know? Yes. Uh, and then this is really when the, the call to forgiveness is something which is really tough, but called for, but at the same time, we must acknowledge that it is not easy and we need to really, really pray for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe one, one other thing that we haven't really spoke about is the big P word, the pornography part. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this pornography thing uh, is a big issue in today's society. Um, starting from a, you know, from a, from a time that a, that a guy uh, is not married yet, he would have been exposed to pornography. And this kind of like shapes the way the person's view about sex is, is about or, you know, what... Uh, um, you know what sex seems to be like, uh, and certainly in real life, it's probably not the same uh, uh, behavior that you're going to see in a bedroom compared to what you see on screen. Mm. But uh, more importantly, is that once a person is uh, married, right? If a person continuously uh, uh, indulge in pornography, what happens is that um, the pornography will definitely stimulate the mind. Mm. Yeah, mm. and and it makes you wonder. Is there more out there, mm. you know, or where can I get this uh, thing that I see, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. So, all these things will contribute to your risk of uh, doing all sorts of uh, unfaithful things. Yeah. It may not be an emotional affair, it may just be, you know, that uh, one night stand, it may just be that you're going to get gratification mm. at the mm. KTV or the massage mm. parlor, that, that sort of thing. Because mm. no? mm. you're always wondering or yeah. you're, you're stimulated by the uh, you know the, the pornography yeah. that you watch yeah yeah, yeah. so I, yeah. I would I would really caution people about yeah. indulging pornography yeah. uh, you know that's right, that's uh, right. it's a huge it's, it's a huge a problem, problem. I, I see that in the couples I, I see in the clinic as well and uh, for those uh, listeners who would like to actually um, Christopher and I did a podcast on pornography some time ago I'll uh, put the link to that podcast in the show notes here so that you can refer to that because it's a whole big topic in itself yeah. and uh, we, which uh, we would encourage you to actually um, look at yeah okay so I think um, as we move towards the end I would like to perhaps ask how can couples right as we try to affair proof our marriage how what can we do to really enrich our marriage 
Because that would be one good way of affair proofing our marriage, right? I think that, again, just as we talked in an earlier episode about parenting and all that, I think we also need to educate ourselves into how to maintain good relationships. Because certainly it was not taught in schools. And I'm sure um, most parents don't even discuss this mm-hmm. with their uh, children. Yeah. But I think uh, it's important to learn about what makes human relationships work. Yeah. Uh, you have mentioned before about the five love languages. I think that's a very good model for our audience here. Uh, the five love languages means that uh, every person has their way of expressing love and their preferred way of receiving love. Uh, it could be through action. Some people like words to be said to them. Some people express love through their action uh, to you know, bring, bring practical help. Some people give gifts. Yeah. So I may have a certain love language. My partner may have a certain love language. More important is to understand your partner's love language and express that love language in that way that your partner loves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So if your partner is a gift person and likes to receive gifts, but you are a I will mow the lawn for you person, so mowing the lawn for your partner doesn't make her feel loved. Start shopping. Yeah, so start shopping. Yeah, yeah. Go online, you can get yeah. quite a few good deals. Correct. But if, if I am a mow the lawn person, then my partner may want to wash the dishes for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, service, for, right? Uh, service, service, right? Yeah. yeah so, so the idea about the five love languages is that uh, you attempt to understand the other person's love language and express love in the other person's language. Mm. And the partner reciprocates by trying to understand your love language and express it to you. Yeah. But the whole idea here is about connection. Yeah. Uh, about this idea that uh, the two parties understand each other and wants to uh, bridge and uh, be empathic to each other's needs. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So, and then we must always constantly nurture the relationship. Mm. Uh, it's important to, you know, even once you have, you're in marriage, always try to have date nights, always try to protect the time with yourself. Uh, you know, uh, even with your kids. Of course, when you have young kids, if you can uh, negotiate with your in-laws or your parents to, you know, maybe have some care, uh, you know, uh, take care of the kids and so that the couple can have a date night and things like that so that you are always uh, there for each other. Yeah, I think talking about the five love languages is really a way of trying to speak the love language of our spouse, all right, in order to help our spouse feel appreciated and loved um, for who he or she is. Uh. I suppose at the end of it all, uh, it would really be living out the, the gospel of loving as Christ loves, uh, being mm-hmm. a gift to our spouse in the way that our spouse will appreciate. Yes, uh, and also on a very practical note, I mean, especially for the guys, uh, um, always never, ever, ever forget your wife's birthdays. Anniversary! Never, yes, and never, ever, ever forget <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. You know, uh, or die. <laughs> yeah, these are really wow. Uh, these are real, uh, you know, deal breakers and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Put it into your calendar. Really, send yourself emails. Always put the alarm on. The alarm on. Or these yes. and Absolutely. put the alarm on one week before the actual day. You know that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because these and are on the actual day. And on the actual day, <laughs> because these are so important. They are really yeah. so important yeah. uh, to to make that relationship work. Yeah. Right? But, yeah, but then again, it can be different from every couple, right? Yeah. In, in, in the case of my wife and myself, right, the interesting thing is that 
Sometimes my wife forgets our anniversary, <laughs> and I'm the one who says "Happy anniversary, my dear." <laughs> yeah, but no, no. But I think I think is that. But uh, the, you may forget, but the idea is that if you remember, you score points. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. Right. So, 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 but in any case, the the best thing that the, my wife and I will say is we celebrate our anniversary every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. So I think that uh, ultimately it is really important to. Um, I guess as we end off this episode, we just want to summarize it by saying that we want to be a gift to our spouse mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we love our spouse okay, as Christ loves his church, right? As uh, uh, St. Paul says in his uh, letter to the Ephesians. And also we really want to realize what love is. Because very often we get the idea that love is just a feeling, right? The emotional highs that we get from this mm-hmm. dopamine surge that we get every time we, uh, in, in the early days of our relationship, right? Uh, but... It's not like that. After having gone through so many years of yeah. marriage, we realize that you know love is more this commitment to will the good of each other and our relationship and uh, uh, the common union that we have for each other and our kids and our family and our common project that we have together, and to really work towards that right? with um, with a lot of the will as well, and not just feelings, right? But with time, as time goes by, we realize that when we actually put the effort into it, the feelings do come as well. It's, it's not as though feelings are absent. But they can be enriched, yeah. When we actually live out this life of love, I, um, I think initially you would say that there's a euphoria, the yes, thrill, and the happiness, yes, yes. the joy, and yeah. But once a marriage uh, goes into a more stable phase, I think sometimes uh, it is about not wanting to hurt the other party because the part, the other party has journeyed with you and done so many things for you already. Uh, is this, uh, I guess, this uh, idea of uh, gratitude? that a person has sacrificed their life uh, and their opportunities for you. Uh, and if you can r- recognize that, acknowledge that, I think the other party will be very happy. Yeah, yeah really really making that commitment uh, to make it work uh, and yeah. uh, avoiding the situations that might jeopardize um, our relationship right? and possibly exposing us to the risk of affairs outside the marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, any other last words of advice that you'd like to share with our couples um, before we end off? Um, I think I, I dare say that uh, uh, always try to express your appreciation and love for each other as often as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in, words in, of a wise man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, that's this a very, uh, very uh, uh, quick but very good way to summarize it all to, to really express that appreciation uh, and the love for our spouse. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, great. Thank you so much, uh, Christopher, for uh, sharing your uh, insights uh, uh, in this uh, podcast. I think probably following up on this, we'll probably do one episode on really living out the marriage as uh, uh, as Christ loves his church. So that will probably be a follow-up to this uh, podcast. Yeah. So um, with that in mind, I'd like to thank uh, Christopher once again uh, for uh, spending the time with us and uh, Dr. Christopher Chuck. Uh, is a psychiatrist, a senior consultant and chief of the uh, Department of Forensic Psychiatry at the Institute of Mental Health. And uh, once again, we've uh, had the opportunity and the honour of having him to discuss with us a very pertinent, pertinent point, uh, topic for all of us, how to affair-proof our marriage. So till we meet again, take care and God bless you and the family always. Bye for now. <laughs>